Alright man, October 2022 Blu-ray releases. Let's do this man. Get out your uh, pad and paper or pull up a Word document. We've got a lot of films to go over here. A lot of titles you want going to want to keep an eye out for man. So let me get a sip of this delicious coffee. We're going to get right into it man. Alright, very cool. October 4th, we got a whole bunch of horror 4Ks right out of the gate. We have Army of Darkness 4K coming from Scream Factory, uh, Fright Night in 4K from uh, just Sony, and uh, along with Scream Factory, the Halloween 4K collection, which is, I believe, uh, The Curse of Michael Myers, H2O, and Resurrection. And from Criterion, we have Night of the Living Dead 4K. Some big titles here. Uh, Night of the Living Dead is, you know, goes without saying, it's one of the greatest films of all time, and I have not looked at the features on this release, because I am on the fence about upgrading this or not. I'm a little weary about upgrading titles that don't have any new features that are just solely, uh, transfers, and I already have the current criterion of this, I think probably most people do, this was a big title for them, uh, to get a definitive edition, essentially, for a film that's been public domain and has so many just or releases that the release was pretty phenomenal so this one i'm gonna have to wait on i don't know if i really want to quite pull the trigger yet uh same with fright night in 4k fright night's uh, a big fan of that film that that's uh, a very uh big that was a big part of my life uh in, in in middle school and high school kind of this idea of you have this kid who uh was really into horror movies and had to like actually find like a horror host to, to help him defeat these vampires and stuff Big fan of the movie. However, I do already own the Eureka UK Blu-ray of it, and that's a pretty great release. So this one, probably not going to upgrade, but it's there. And um, the Halloween 4K collection, I have no interest in whatsoever, but for people who have the other uh, 4Ks of the first five Halloween films that Shout put out, there you go. Now you got these as well. I don't know if the other, uh, if the Rob Zombie ones have 4Ks or not, so not sure about that. As well, we have Scream 2 coming to 4K. Scream was put out on 4K uh, earlier this year, I believe. And, you know, I, I don't think I've seen Scream 2. I, you know, I don't know if I, I have it. I don't remember a thing about it. So this is one that I might have to keep an eye out for. We have some other random titles here. We have Catch Me If You Can coming out from Paramount. Now, this one's peculiar because I don't remember if it got a previous Blu-ray release or not. However, this one is not a 4K. This is just another release, or a release, I should say, which is kind of peculiar because it's a little weird they would put this one out, um, especially being a Spielberg film they wouldn't want to do on 4K. Um, but if you haven't seen this one, I think this is a really enjoyable film. This is one of the Spielberg films I feel like kind of gets lost in the shuffle with uh, some of the other ones, like films like The Terminal. Uh, uh, kind of, I don't want to even say smaller films because like because these aren't smaller films, but they're not quite the big epics that he's uh, kind of known for. But Catch Me If You Can is a very fun movie. Tom Hanks, Leo DiCaprio's in it, uh, based on a true story. And I know there's a, it's not exactly um, true to the story. But uh, either way, man, I mean, it's a real fun film. Definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it already. So going into October 11th on that Tuesday, another big day as well. We got some good titles coming. We have the, the big one that day is Lost Highway in 4K coming from Criterion. We've met before, haven't we? I don't think so. Where was it you think we met? At your house, don't you remember? No, no, I don't. Are you sure? 
Of course. As a matter of fact, I'm there right now. What do you mean you're where right now? At your house. Um, if, if you remember, this film had gotten a previous release from Kino and a bit of a controversial release, uh, you know, a bit of a botched release to say the least. And um, I, you know, I, I love what Kino puts out, but I, I was very put off by that release and how they handled the uh, situation behind it. And I'm not going to get into it. You can look it up. But I thought they, they handled that situation very poorly. And uh, I, I was not crazy about them having the rights to that that being the only release of that film on Blu-ray. But now the definitive release release here from Criterion, um, this just played theatrically to, uh, around the country. And I was able to see this theatrically. Because uh, I'd only seen Lost Highway once before a long time ago, and I truthfully didn't remember a whole lot about it. And I remember uh, liking it, but not it didn't quite have an impact on me. And uh, watching it again theatrically, uh, it's just a really great film. It's, it's one that I think, it's, you know, when people talk about their favorite Lynch films, you know, uh, ones you always hear of, you know, this and Blue Velvet and Eraserhead, and, and, and for good reason. I mean, this isn't good company with those. I think this is a very... It's a film you got to watch at night. It's one of those kind of films, man, where you got to watch like in the middle of the night to really kind of uh, get into the uh, to the dreamlike quality of this film. It uh, uh, feels like multiple different stories going on with intertwining characters uh, who you know played by different actors. It's, I'm not going to get into all that. I think most people have probably seen Lost Highway. Um, it's just I, it's a really solid film, man. I, I, this is one that I've definitely grown appreciation for and. Um, I do think if I ever had any problem with it, I, I do think it is a little long. The third act does t- does drag a little bit for me, but that's a minor issue when it comes to this film being really terrific. Um, this is one that I'm definitely going to be grabbing. Not sure if I have any plans rewatching anytime soon because it's just so fresh in my mind. But yeah, Lost Highway 4K, man. This is one you gotta you gotta keep an eye out for if you haven't seen it already. And another big one coming from Criterion is uh, Arsenic and Old Lace from Frank Capra with uh, Cary Grant and James Stewart. It's got a great cast in this. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, man, this is not, um, it's a film that I like, but it's not one that I've always been crazy about. Uh, a big thing, a big um, uh, thing that kind of turned me off to the film is that it's a very, uh, Cary Grant is playing it very big and he's playing it very theatrically and very silly. And um, for what you know, I and I love Cary Grant, but I love him. To me, he's funniest with his dialogue, the way he delivers certain lines, and his annoyance with characters in films like you know, uh, Bringing Up Baby, where he's just, he's annoyed the whole time, and that's why that movie is so funny because you're on his side, uh, just these like quick retorts that he does. And this is a film that a lot of people love, and I, I totally get it, and I'll, I'll probably even pick up this release as well um, to give it a proper rewatch. But um, I was uh, earlier this year, I read a, a biography, a book on Cary Grant, and uh, in it he said that he had had the same issue as well, that he thought the film was a bit too big. It, it was too just um, loud and, uh, and very slapstick, which is fine. But um, it's one that uh, I like. It's just not one of my favorites. But it's cool. It's getting a good release. I mean, I think this is its first time on Blu-ray. So for a lot of people who are fans of this film, this is going to be one they're going to definitely want to check out. Um, Another 4K coming this day. This is a big one. This is one of my just absolute all-time favorite films. Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, man. This is just a total freaking masterpiece, man. Scout, there are some things that you're... Not old enough to understand just yet. 
There's been some high talk around town to the effect that I shouldn't do much about defending this man. Well, if you shouldn't be defending him, then why are you doing it? For a number of reasons. The main one is that if I didn't, I couldn't hold my head up in town. This is a film that I've seen a handful of times, and every time I've seen it, it just, it just gets better and better, you know? Uh, from 1962, directed by Robert Mulligan, who I've mentioned before on the show. I mentioned his film Summer of 42, uh, which was just one of my favorite discoveries of the last couple of years. That, that's just a, a incredible film. And To Kill a Mockingbird, it's... It's, it's phenomenal, man. It's a film like this where certain films I, I feel like that um, have very uh, uh, big kind of uh, uh, topics like, you know, uh, like racism or any kind of political topic or sexism or anything like that, any sort of a big idea. Certain films that are older, I find that have big messages like this. Um, don't age as well as other films because the message oftentimes I don't feel is very subtle and which is fine because you can't, you know, you can't compare sentiments from a film from the 60s or 70s to 2022. It's just, it's just ridiculous, man. But this is a film that takes a, a big topic like racism and it's, it's not as... The, the writing is much smarter than a lot of than a lot of films that would probably come out around this time where the, where the message of the film is racism is bad, you know, and... Uh, which is fine and all, but I find those films don't age very well because it's too obvious, you know. It's, it, there's nothing subtle about it, you know. Um, that's, I mean, there's a couple of films that are considered classics, which I'm not going to name, but that I, I've always kind of had some problems connecting to because it's so um, obvious what they're trying to say that it, it makes it feel so simple and just like, oh, this is this is good and this is bad, you know, which is fine. I'm not comparing it to 2022 standards, and I get it for the time, you know. It's like you watch Psycho... And then you have at the end of the film, they have to explain the film that they do. It's like explain Norman's character. And it's just like, ah, you didn't, you didn't need this. But you can't compare it to today's standards. You can't compare it to a script from today. It's just ridiculous. Um, but this film, I mean, it, it, the reason I bring that up is that it just, it just does it so well. It, it, it's not in your face about it. And the writing is so smart. Uh, based off, I think I said before, based off the novel by Harper Lee. Um, but the cast in this film, I mean, all the characters, are all the main characters are just terrific, man. You know, you have, uh, like I said before, you have Gregory Peck in the lead, Tom Robinson played by Brock Peters, who, um, you know, I know from some of the later Star Trek films, and uh, you have early role by Robert Duvall, who plays Boo Radley, and there's one sequence in the film that always just, like, always stuck with me, that I find so emotional, uh, more so than it would be, that I than may have been even intended, I don't know, but there's, I don't want to give it away, but there's a sequence at the end where a character points out I guess it's not even a spoiler, whatever. Another character points out that he's behind, like, a door. So you have Atticus, who pulls the doorway, and the the look that Boo gives, and the, how he's standing, just, like, just the whole scene that plays out, it's like, man, that's freaking cinema. That's true cinema right there, man. It is such... It, there's... He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to do anything. It's perfect the way it is, man. It's absolutely perfect. And, uh, you know, Scout in the film, played by uh, Mary Badham. I mean, her performance is, is like, it's it's all about these characters going through changes of that, you know, like that. You know, because you have Atticus who has to uh, really stick up for 
for someone that no one else is going to stick up for, and he, but he has to be noble about it. You know, he has to, even if he doesn't totally want to at times. And then you have Scout is kind of going through this like transition in her life of just you know growing up, and and it's just it's it's truly just one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. And um, I I may have I've never said it before on the show because it never came up before, but. If uh, I don't like to choose a lot of favorites, you know, in terms of any kind of art, because I don't think it's fair to totally compare certain art forms to each other. Um, but I can I can confidently say that the uh, the main title theme from this film uh, by the great Elmer Bernstein is my favorite piece of music ever. Just I mean, it's every single time I hear it, I just get emotional, man. It's such a beautiful piece of music, and the way the film starts out, gosh, man. I, it just gets me choked up every time I see it. absolute total freaking masterpiece and there's no doubt in my mind this is this is a this is a day one upgrade i have the blu-ray that universal put out and they're doing their 100th year anniversary but no question about it man this is getting the upgrade um another great film as well bill and ted's excellent adventure coming to 4k yeah this one had a 4k overseas man and uh now we're finally getting one from shout select uh bill and ted man what can you say it's a pretty it's pretty much a staple of 80s films um and, you know, with the recent one that came out a couple years ago, Bill and Ted Face the Music, which I thought was very enjoyable, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it, it's, this is going to be fun to revisit. I haven't seen the first one in, in quite some time, but I, I remember this being one that I really like a lot. I'm a big fan of this film, but I think everyone's pretty much seen it. And another set coming from Universal, we have Volume 2 of their 4K Classic Monster set. We have in this one, The Mummy, The Bride of Frankenstein, Phantom of the Opera, the Claude Rains version, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think all four of these films are, are pretty solid in their own right, you know. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein is just a total classic right there. I'd say that's probably my favorite film on the set. And uh, Creature, you know, from Creature from the Black Lagoon... It, it's, it's of all the universal monsters this one i think has the least had the least amount of sequels because the first film is a lot of fun as is you know i think is the, the a lot of the underwater a lot of the underwater sequences in the film are just so beautifully shot man it's, it's one of these things where this was um one of the later later uh universal films this was probably like in the last five or ten um and just the way it's shot, it's interesting to see how this one's made compared to any of them from even like from Bride of Frankenstein, which is 20 years earlier at that point. But uh, Phantom of the Opera as well, the Claude Rains version, I feel like doesn't get enough talk as a very good film. And I think it is, man. I mean, it's, it's in color. It's the only color universal um, monster film from this series. And it's great. Claude Rains, I mean, uh, it's just... What can you, Claude Rains is just one of the greatest actors of all time, and he is great in the lead here. It's just a it's a phenomenal film, man. This one is always included in these sets. Um, anytime they've released all of the monster sets, and and 
for good reason, man. It's, it's, it feels different than the others. It's not quite, he's not quite a monster in the way of like a supernatural or otherworldly kind of being. It's more of just, or, or any kind of creature in a way. Like, you know, Frankenstein's monster is like a, a, a combination of things. He's just a guy who got deformed, but it's still great. And the mummy as well, not one of my favorites, but you know, some, I really love a lot of the stuff in the, a lot of the filming in Egypt. I love a lot of the underground kind of uh, tombs and stuff. All that's great, man. Boris Karloff in the lead. Uh, I think it's a good film, man. Not one of my favorites, but definitely one that uh, deserves to be in this set. So coming in on the 18th, some more 4Ks for you. All these 4K movies, man, I tell you. It's going to be so crystal clear one of these days. It's going to be like you're actually in the movie. And this is a movie I would not want to be in, but I do love watching one of my favorite films right here, Return of the Living Dead from 1985. This is getting a 4K from Scream Factory. Did you see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where the corpses start eating the pupil, right? Sure. What, what about it? Did you know that movie was based on a true case? Oh, come on, you're shitting me, right? I ain't never been more serious in my life. Man, this is just such a fun movie. This is one that I totally, it totally grew on me. And the first time I saw it, I enjoyed it. But I, I think it, it was uh, darker than I, I thought it would be. I mean, it's a very, it's lighthearted and fun, but the danger feels very real and very frightening. I, I remember this, the, the tar man sequence in the basement as when I was younger, it actually kind of scared me. And it, but it's great. And you watch it now and it's, 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 great because it's as scary as it is funny you know that the way they the way they uh you know get rid of him oh it's fantastic um this is one that i have the previous release of and i'm gonna have to see what the features are on this because i don't know if i totally want to upgrade this or not even though it is one of my favorites but i should also say i like return of living dead 2 a lot as well return of living dead 2 is very silly and much sillier, much more lighthearted, almost a semi-remake in a way because a lot of the actors come back either as different characters or they just ignore it, but that film's a lot of fun. And even Return of the Living Dead 3, I don't think is very... It's a very different kind of film. It's much more serious and feels like it's a part of a different series. Um, but it's also not bad as well. There's a lot of really cool ideas in that one, and I like the idea of just a single zombie that's, that's like being able to be kind of half and half. Um... But from Criterion from 1997, we have Cure. This is a big one that I have actually never seen, but I know a lot of people are really diehard about this. This is from director Kiyoshi Kurosawa. And uh, yeah, just one that I'm glad I held off on watching. But the big one on this day for a lot of people, including myself, is the long-awaited Blu-ray release of the classic 1999 documentary American movie. It's, a, it's the first line of the film, man. It's got to be on the money here. Roll down the window, Bill. It's all right. Uh... Okay, cut. All right, man. Shit. It's, you gotta give it some passion, too, man. And you gotta, it's all right. It's okay. There's something to live for. Oh. Jesus told me so. It's all right. Um, there's something to live for. Jesus told me so. Okay, great, Bill, but we gotta, we have to have fluidity in there. It's all right. It's okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Cut. You got to bring passion to it. A message. It's a message. This it's... is for the shits and for the birds. <laughs> this is for the birds. If you've okay. listened to the show, you'll know I have quoted this movie so much. This is a film that I freaking swear by, and. 
it's a film that I've, it's just been a huge part of my life. It's a film that I, I think it's a film, it's one of those films where if I met someone and they didn't like it, that's fine, tweaks their own, but there's nothing more we can talk about here. I, I think this is just a, a perfect film, man. This is a perfect uh, uh, kind of film where it is hilarious, it's sad, it's inspirational, but in a realistic way. Uh, going through the process of Mark Borchardt, who is making this film, is making this film uh, Coven, or I'm sorry, he's making this film Northwestern, that he, he needs to finish his other film, his previous film, uh, a short film, Coven. Uh, you know, not Coven, man. His Coven sounds like oven, you know. And uh, so we follow him, but he also has his own, he has his real life kind of uh, troubles going on. You know, he, he's drinking a lot. He, uh, he has to pay for child support. He's behind on debt. Everything is going against him. But he's got his best friend in the world, Mike Shank, who's got a good heart. He's got a good spirit. You know, you just love him anytime he's on screen. This is a film that is, is a film I could just talk about it for hours. You know, I find my, it's a film that I have accidentally quoted so much in my life without me even knowing it. A lot of the mannerisms that I, I have picked up have unbeknownst to me been gotten from this film where I just didn't even realize it, you know, uh, and, and but for good reason. It's a film that you, I've, I've seen so many times now and it's just been, it's, it goes beyond being a favorite film. There are those films that you watch that you can say, that's a favorite film. And then there's the films that are a step above that where it's not just a favorite film. It's like, it's a part of you, man. It's a part of you in a way where it's like it's like a relationship where let's say you're in a relationship with somebody and it, and they're the love of your life, man. You've been together for a long time. They're the person you want to be with. You can tell someone you love them, which obviously you do, but you can't put into words the true emotion that you get from that person or whatever it is, you know, person or piece of art or whatever. That's what this film is for me, man. It's one of those very top films, and this is an undoubted. I mean, if there was only one film I could pick up this month, it would be this one. I love this film so much. I I just I got a big American movie poster in my other room, along with a Coven poster on top of it, man. It's just, this is just a total total favorite, and just one of my one of the it's one of the best pieces of art I've ever consumed, man. It's it's just a freaking masterpiece. Um, we also got from Unearth. We have No Escape coming up. Uh, figured to bring this one up. The recently passed Ray Liotta, R.I.P. Uh, this is one that uh, was released by Umbrella, I believe, with the other title, Escape from Absolum, or No Escape from Absolum. I don't know how to say that. But uh, one I've never seen, but I've heard a lot of good things about. I love these kind of films. Uh, just like, you know... This, this is from what I from what I've heard is a bunch of convicts on an island and they have they have to really just trying to get out of there and uh, yeah I'm actually really looking forward to this one and it was cool that Unearth got this one this isn't the type of film they'd normally put out but hey man I'm happy to buy from Unearth man because Stephen Byer is the freaking man happy to spend any any amount of money he puts out on on anything. I messed that up. Let me rephrase that. Happy to buy whatever he puts out. Not any amount of money, because I swear to God, if that August if that August Underground set was like five hundred dollars, hell no, man. I like. I mean, those films are all right, but I, you know, I, I am. Uh, I just love what I love what Unearth does. They're they're one of the top companies out right now. Um, from Ronin Flix. Now this was a weird one they announced. They announced the recent recent film Becky from twenty twenty. This has. Uh, 
uh, Lulu Wilson and Kevin James in it. I never saw this one, but this is one I heard kind of so-so things about. And uh, it's weird this is one they were putting out, man. This isn't, uh, they don't typically put out a whole lot of new flicks, um, as well as they're putting out Nightmare Man as well from 2006. This is one I have seen that was a part of the After Dark series. This is from the director of, what the hell was that film, man? It was uh, the name of it. Oh my God. There's nothing, there's nothing out there or... There's something out there. There's nothing out there. It's, it's, I, Vinegar Syndrome put it out. And actually, I remember a character in the film wearing a shirt of the poster. And this is one that I admittedly am not a fan of, but it's got, uh, you know, some big, it's got some uh, uh, well-known stars in it. Uh, I guess primarily um, uh, Tiffany Shepis. And I thought there was somebody else big in the movie, but I guess I guess not. But uh, hey, if this is one you're a fan of, I'd love seeing these After Dark films get re-released because a lot of them are stuck on DVD. Fingers crossed for an inside Blu-ray at some point. Just kidding, inside was Dimension Extreme. Forgot I said that. Fingers crossed for a Frontiers Blu-ray. That's what I meant. The other big French Extreme film next to Martyrs, of course, which also just got a Blu-ray. Don't mind me, folks. I'm a dummy. I'm going to have another sip of this coffee. I'm going to trudge on through, man. All right, and we got the final Tuesday here of the month, October 25th. Who says you can have a Tuesday without any 4Ks? Not me. We got two 4Ks coming up from Kino Lorber, two classics in their own right. You have The Usual Suspects and Dressed to Kill. The Usual Suspects, directed by Brian Singer. And this is just a great crime film, man. I think this is one that everyone's seen. Everyone knows the reveal in the film, the twist. But, man, it's, it's been a little while since I've seen this film, admittedly. But I remember really liking this film a lot. Uh, Kevin Spacey's a bit of a narrator in this. He's the, kind of the, close to a main character. And he's fantastic in the film, man. Kevin Spacey in the 90s was just the... He was just such a great actor, man. I mean, even regardless of, like... So even I mean, even into the 2000s, you know, uh, as an actor, regardless of film quality, you know he's going to give a top-notch performance man he's just a he's just one of the one of the best actors dressed to kill which was a criterion previously this is a brian de palma film i never picked up that uh, criterion and i'm happy i didn't because i'll definitely be getting this 4k really great erotic thriller and this is an erotic thriller for adults man and when i say that it's one that it's erotic but it's about older um actors and actors or uh yeah i guess older people like you know when I say older, I don't mean like old, but I mean like, you know, you don't typically see some of the actors in this film who are the primary characters or be primary uh, actors in, in other films. But, you know, Michael Caine, Angie Dickinson, Angie Dickinson, Nancy Allen, really solid. And what's that? What's the, what the hell's his name from, um, oh, geez, Louise, man, from, from, he's a, he was a big actor. I'm going to try to look this up really quick while I, uh, embarrass myself only a little bit. He was somebody who was, uh, he was like in a lot of films at one point and then kind of, uh, you know, only in some films now. And who is that? It's Keith Gordon, of course, from Christine and Back to School. Come on, man. You kidding me? He's a great actor. And I hate even saying anything about that because I see he's a big director now. Directed a lot of TV like Fargo, Better Call Saul, Homeland. Come on, guys. Keith Gordon's the man. You gotta pick up this film. It rules. It's got Keith Gordon in it. How could you forget his name? Who would forget his name? Not me. Anyways, moving on from here. From Warner Archive, we have Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from 1931 with uh, Frederick Mark. And this is one that I've always wanted to see. Never have. This is the perfect opportunity to pick it. And, uh... Warner Archives titles are pretty damn cheap, man. I mean, they're 13, 14, 15 bucks. This is one I'm definitely going to be picking up. Uh, new release on this day we have, and I don't really talk a whole lot about new releases, but I figured why the hell I'm not wrapping it up. Jordan Peele's Nope. 
Gotta say, man, I really enjoyed this one. This was a total surprise, and I didn't really have the highest expectations going into it, but I try to go into every film open-minded. Um, and I say that because I thought Get Out was good uh, until the third act when it gets convenient. Um, and I really didn't like Us. I think a lot of the problems that I have with Get Out were accelerated in Us, especially the comedy. I, I thought all the comedy in Us was terrible. And I hate saying that because Key and Peele is hilarious, man. I think that show is so funny. And even Keanu, I think, is hilarious as well, the film. So I remember seeing the trailer for this, and I was just like, ah, I don't know. I see some of the some of the stuff going on. I don't think it's going to be for me, but I, I saw it anyways, and I was pleasantly surprised. Is it a great film? No, I do have a lot of problems with it, a lot of spoilery problems. I think the movie bites off more than it can chew. But I really like the leads in this film, Kiki Palmer, Daniel Cal. Kaluuya, and especially Steven Yeun, who is just one of my favorite actors working right now. You know what, man? I love Alien films. I had a lot of fun with this one. Maybe a bit too long. Don't think I'm going to be rewatching it, but if you haven't seen it, give it a watch. The last detail on 4K. Now, I'm bummed because this is one that I've wanted to see for years and years, man, and eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to import that indicator Blu-ray. Imported the Blu-ray. Two months later, here's the 4K. Will I upgrade? I don't know. Um, this is one from Monty Hellman. I'm sorry, not Monty Hellman. What the hell am I talking about? This is, um, Hal Ashby. What the hell? Where the hell did Monty Hellman come from? Hal Ashby film. Never heard a bad thing about it. Always wanted to see it. Might have to upgrade. I don't know. Uh, another upgrade with the Changeling coming from Severin Films. They don't do a whole lot of 4Ks, but when they do, they're top notch. A little pricey though, I will say. Right now it is sitting at $55, which is uh, way too much money for this sort of thing. And even something like Out of the Blue, which I was totally ecstatic about. You can listen to one of the episodes where I talked about that for a half hour. Even that was very pricey. I don't quite understand where the prices are coming from, especially when the competitors are doing the same kinds of uh, releases, but for much cheaper. Um, don't quite get it, but if it goes down in price, check it out. The Changes is a real solid film with George C. Scott. Some other stuff coming here as well. We have, uh, from Blue Underground. Now, this was an interesting release they're doing. Uh, this is a French film, I believe, from 1970. Another 4K of, uh, they're doing Quiet Days and Cliche, I believe is how you say it. I've never seen this one. Truthfully, I've not heard many good things about it. I think, I don't know, this is a French film or something, but the, I mean, Blue Underground normally do just kind of genre fare, so really interested in this one, man. I, I'm I'm not familiar with it, but I'll definitely be watching because Blue Underground has some of the best 4Ks in the game. And this one I wanted to bring up as well from Media Blasters is 964 Pinocchio, or Pinocchio 964, I apologize. Um, and this was one that I almost watched a couple months ago. I think if you're into a lot of cult cinema, I think this is one that a lot of people know about. It's a very memorable poster. You know, there's a couple different ones. They're all pretty memorable. There's like two or three, I think. Um, and this is one that I've always wanted to see. Almost watched a couple months ago. It was a pretty low-quality copy. And, but I knew the blur was coming, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hold off. I'm going to watch it then, and I'm glad because I'm definitely going to be picking this one up. Really looking forward to this one as well. Uh, let's see here, going down the list to the end. And it looks like that's going to wrap it up for October. So always a great releases, man. I hope some of these titles that uh, you haven't seen yet, you're going to pick them up or check them out or whatever it is you're going to do. And uh, I hope that there are some that maybe you weren't aware of coming. Now you can go pick them up, man. Uh, yeah, man, I, I really like doing these. It gives me an opportunity to talk about a lot of films. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as well. Uh, anyways, man, that's all I got. Happy October. Come back at the end of the month. We're going to do the top 10 of 2018. Uh, but until then, 
New episode of Cozy Corner every week. Stick around, man. Good times happening. Plenty of films to be watched. Plenty to be accomplished. You are the maker of your own destiny, man. You got to follow your dreams because if you don't, you'll never wake up. All right, man. That didn't really make a lot of sense, but it sounded good in my head. All right, man. I'm going to stop talking. See you guys next time.